O God most high, you are slow to anger and rich in compassion. Keep alive in us the memory of your mercy that our angers may be calmed and our resentments dispelled. May we discover the forgiveness promised to those who forgive and become a people rich in mercy. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The book of Shirak teaches us that thinking about our own deaths and our need for God's forgiveness should move us to forgive others. A reading from the book of Shirak. Anger and wrath, these are abominations, yet a sinner holds on to them. The vengeful person will face the Lord's vengeance for he keeps a strict, strict account of their sins. Forgive your neighbor the wrong that is done, and then your sins will be pardoned when you pray. Does anyone harbor anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? If one has no mercy toward another like oneself, can one then seek pardon for one's own sins? If one who is but flesh harbors wrath, who will make an atoning sacrifice for that person's sins? Remember the end of your life and set enmity aside. Remember corruption and death and be true to the commandments. And do not be angry with your neighbor. Remember the covenant of the Most High and overlook faults. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In today's reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, Paul teaches us that in life and in death, we belong to Christ. Can you imagine that? A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we do not live to ourselves and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother or sister if they sin against me? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. 
For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. The Lord said that of that the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. And his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused, and then went and threw him into prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to the Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he could pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, it's so good to be with you. I haven't seen some of you for a while, so it's just great that you're here today. There's a story about a guy named Mark. Mark's friend, best friend, set him up with a blind date. And Mark was kind of iffy about this. He, he wasn't sure if this was going to be good or not. And he mentioned that to his friend. And his friend, in trying to help him, said, I'll tell you what, Mark. Go to her apartment. Ring the doorbell. When she opens the door and looks out, if she's acceptable, if you, if you think you like her, uh, have the date with her. But if, if she's not very good looking, if you're, not, if you're pretty sure you're not going to like her, if she's not pretty, pretend that you're having an asthma attack and just... <laughs> And then you can leave and, and she won't be hurt. Okay, sounds like good advice. So then the night they were supposed to have the date, he goes to her door, rings the doorbell, and she opens the door and he looks. Oh, she is gorgeous. She's really, really, really beautiful. And he's, he's so happy and so excited. He's beginning to introduce himself, and she says, ah! <laughs> Forgive, and you will be forgiven. The point of that story 
We had minute prayer yesterday morning again. That's one of the blessings of this pandemic that we've been doing that every Saturday morning. We've been Zooming it. And one of the guys mentioned that this gospel, especially the parable, is easy to understand. It's something we can all understand, although it is difficult to live, to forgive others, because we need to be forgiven. In the translation that Jack read this morning, Jesus says to, to, to the person who asked, he said, uh, not seven times, but 77 times. There's another translation that I prefer, and it's not seven times, but 70 times seven times. I like that. 70 times seven times. It's an infinite number. That's what that 70 times, seven times would, that's what it would mean. We have to forgive an infinity of times. Anytime someone needs our forgiveness. When I was first ordained, oh, so long ago, uh, I was assigned to be the chaplain at Bishop Carroll High School in Evansburg. And as the chaplain, I worked with the high school football team. The coach was Chuck Sponsky. And Chuck and I got to be very close friends. One year, he asked me, he says, hey, Charlie, uh, would you have mass every morning of camp with the football team? Sure. That would be great. So every morning of football camp that year, we had mass with the team in the school chapel. And one morning, we read this gospel that we heard today about forgiving 70 times, seven times. And I talked to the kids that said that if, if they were going to succeed as a team, They have to be willing to live that forgiveness. You have to forgive mistakes. You have to forgive if someone does something that hurts the team or they fail to do something that would help the team. You have to forgive. If not, we can't be a team. Forgiveness is an essential part of who we are as a team. Well, that morning, later that morning at practice, the quarterback, poor kid, was having a lousy day. I mean, he fumbled the snap a couple times. He screwed up plays. And after he threw, I think it was his third interception, my friend Chuck, who was one of those real old-fashioned football coaches, he just started screaming at the kid, what's the matter with that? And at this point, one of the defensive backs shouted out, 491. <laughs> that call sort of eased the tension, had us all laughing. We can't be a team. We can't be a church. We can't be a family unless we are willing to forgive and forgive and forgive 
and forgive. My friend Chuck died last Sunday afternoon from the COVID virus. He was living in Jupiter, Florida. He had been in the hospital for eight weeks. He was getting better and then he just took a turn, as they say. My heart is broken. He was a really good friend. And as I think about our 45 years of friendship, I know that Chuck forgave me at least 491 times. When we share the Eucharist, we take into our hearts the very life and love of Jesus. And the life and the love of Jesus alive in our hearts enables us to forgive and forgive and forgive. 490 times plus. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.